Golight presents Average Joe and the Pro. And it all kicks off right here. This is Average Joe and the Pro. And we're underway. Hello and welcome to Average Joe and the Pro. This is episode six. I'm Gary. And I'm Connor. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> Usually you say that this is Connor. That's the perfect <laughs> intro to set the tone for this episode. An amazing, fun, interesting chat with Bose legend, League of Ireland legend, Dinny Corcoran. That is on the way in a few minutes' time. Before that, though, uh, the nitty-gritty stuff, the Connor Barry stuff, the podcasty things. So what we want you to do is go and like and subscribe. And Do you know what? If you, if you, if you are enjoying the podcast and listening and have been binging the episodes, uh, what you can do is leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. That will get us high. I think that gets, you know, it sends you higher up to the top of podcasts podcast things we don't know what we're doing but (laughs) if you do that that will help us actually a couple of episodes ago you were talking about something really interesting and someone only brought it up there to me the other day um about a young irish kid who has made his way to a huge european club have a listen to this average joe and the pro and there's this young kid called kevin zeffi right and we we didn't know know of him 15 years of age right he was seen him on the team she didn't know anything about him this kid gets on the ball and he's like, oh my God, this is like the best thing I've seen. Witnessed on the pitch. I'm playing against this this kid. 15 like, year old. 15 year old that has given poor Jack Lynch the runaround. And like, Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jack will be listening Jack, in now. Jack will be listening. I can't believe the first name you drop on the podcast <laughs> is me getting a runaround from a 15 year old kid. <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair to Jack, right? Jack is a Jack is a top lad, and he's had an unbelievable season centre mid this year. He actually, I actually voted for him for PFAI Team of the Year in centre mid this year. So Jack is a top top player. But the, I don't think anyone was aware yeah. of how good. But how this could kid. you be? Like you know, as a 15 year old, you know what yeah. I mean? So then we he does the run around right. Somehow go in one up at half time, and before John Caulfield comes in, our manager, we we are all of us are just looking at each other, thinking. Oh my, what have we just witnessed? <laughs> like this kid has just ran around unbelievable footballer, right? Yeah. Fast forward to maybe a year later, right? Guess who he signed for? Inter Milan. Average Joe and the pro. Kevin Zeffi, remember the name. He's at Inter Milan right now. Connor Barry has tipped him to go all the way. I think he has definitely all the ability anyway from what I've seen so far. Um, and from what I played against him last year, uh, class, yeah. so, so good with the ball on his feet. So keep an eye out for that guy. Actually, I had another question for you that I meant to ask you. Uh, the other day, Liverpool played Arsenal. Diogo Jota, sorry Arsenal fans, scored another goal. He always seems to score goals against Arsenal. Do you have a team that you love playing against? Every time you see the fixture list, you keep an eye out for this team. And when you see them, you're going... I'm going to have a goal. I'm going to have an assist. I'm going to have a good performance again against them. I like playing them, surely. Um, Kevin Teeley, yeah, was one that I, I used to always score against. I think I have maybe eight goals against Kevin Teeley in my career. Anytime I've played Kevin Teeley, and do you know what the worst thing about it is now? Kevin Teeley are gone. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> there's three goals a season gone for you. Kevin uh, Teeley and Bray Wanderers joined together. So, yeah. it's now known as Bray Wanderers. So, yeah, that's a Maybe pity. you'll have one good half against them. Uh, yeah, potentially. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what it is, Gary, to be honest. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I just enjoy playing against them, um, enjoyed scoring against them. Always seen both with Athlone and Galway. I always seem to score goals against Cam Teeley. Yeah. It's just a thing. And is there a team that you hate playing against? Uh, a team that you're like, oh, I always have a shocker here. Cove away for a while was, was one. St. Colin's Park. I used to hate going there. I never could get a goal. And then I got a tap in one day. 
and yeah. it was just like the floodgates opened. Yeah. Then. Okay. I got a tap in one day from literally three yards out. Yeah. I That's mean, all you need sometimes. It Honestly, was, it is actually all you need sometimes. And then I went up, went on to set up the winner then, and we we won the game. Um, but yeah, like before that, St. Coleman's Park, nada, nothing, nothing. Do you have a defender or someone that you always come up against that always gets the better of you? Not, not really. I didn't really like playing against Dan O'Reilly. Um, Dan O'Reilly just moved to Hamilton. There, I he's he's a strong boy, like, and he's quick. And I found him as like a sticky defender. Um, so I, I found it difficult, especially when he was at Longford and I was at Galway. Um, I found it tricky tricky to get the better of him sometimes. Okay, and back to the podcast, actually, a question that came from the podcast that I really enjoyed hearing from um, from Dinny because he's obviously such a confident striker as well. I asked him, uh, any advice for like young strikers coming through? And you being a number 10, there's not many out there. There's not a lot of creative players, especially in teams where there's only one position to do it. You know, you get... Uh, two wing backs. You have two wingers. You have two centre mids. Yeah. Two centre back. You know, you get you get the whole positions thing. So <laughs> there's only one. Usually there's only usually there's only one number ten. Would you have any advice to young creative mid- midfielders coming up out of the ranks and and trying to play that position as well as you can? I think you, like a lot of my goals came from outside the box. Like a lot of my goals came from outside the box. So I think uh, definitely shooting and not afraid to shoot when the opportunity comes. Like I've I've hit many a ball. Over the bar, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, but like, that you one, still, yeah, will fly in top corner, and that's the one that everyone remembers. No one remembers the one that goes over the bar, like, yeah, um, unless you've done seven in one game. Yeah, but you know, or you you've smashed a windscreen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, like that was one thing that I found, like, throughout the goals that I've scored, I'd say over half of them have come from outside the box. Wow, so that's an impressive stat. Yeah, because I just shoot. When the opportunity comes, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be afraid to, you're not going to get a bollock for shooting, like, yeah. you know, so that would be one thing that I would say, and um, you need to be fit as well, like, and it's not necessarily getting up and down the pitch, but it's like the small little movements you have to do um, to kind of check off defenders to get the ball, and you nearly always have to be looking for the ball, so you need to be, you need to be fit um, and able to run, and uh, get the runs into the box as well would be a big one. You know, getting in, like, because obviously if you're only playing one striker and you're yeah. 10, you need to get in the box as well to help the striker out to get on the end of crosses. So they would be three that I would probably say for for young lads to to have a look at. That's a great answer. And uh, Dinny gave a couple of an amazing answers, some really good stuff uh, from the interview. So that's on the way now. An absolute pleasure talking to Dinny. Uh, Bo's legend, as he already said, is a statue on the way for the man. Uh, here is our interview with Dinny, absolute hero. Average Joe and the pro. Dinny Corcoran. Dinny, how are you getting on? I'm good, lads. How are you? Thanks yeah. for having me. All good. We're yeah. absolutely flying, and it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, because so far we've had goalkeepers, we've had uh, we've had some centre backs, we've had some some left backs. It's nice to talk to another striker, a man who scores goals, a man close to my own heart. You know, so it is is absolutely brilliant to talk to another one. I felt left out over the last couple of podcasts, so it's great to have you on. <laughs> happy to be on. Happy to be on. I also felt left out because I'm shit at football. <laughs> <laughs> It's another reason I felt a little bit left out <laughs> of the last couple of episodes. We usually crack into the same or a similar question um, to start us off. So we always ask this as a first question, Diddy. And when did you know you were going to be a pro? Um, it's a good question. I don't actually know. I suppose when I signed my first contract, I mean... Surely you knew just, you were better than everyone else back in the day, though. Well, I did. I suppose at schoolboy when I was maybe 16, 17, playing for Belvo, I was scoring quite regularly quite good numbers you know 
And then I went to St. Pat's under 19s. It was, it was, to, or sorry, no, under 21s. There was no 19s back then. So I think it was 18 going up to them and scored a few goals there and was involved with the first team a bit. And uh, I suppose it was kind of around then when I was maybe 17, 18 ish that I thought I might be good enough to be a pro, yeah. And Sporting Fingal was your first first team club, yeah? That's right, yeah. Sporting Fingal, they were, they were, that was the first year they existed. Yeah, I think I was 18 and signed a two and a half year contract there. Nice. Thought everything was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And who was manager then? Elaine Buckley was there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was fifty-two week contract. It was it was the dream back then, like just a new club. Jesus, I was on good money for an eighteen-year-old. I didn't know what what to do, like. But um, you knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Don't you give me that smile? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this the memory now. That was I think it was two thousand and eight. So going back a fair bit now. I actually had a question later on in the pod, but considering you're talking about it now, how much has the the league changed from two thousand seven, two thousand eight until now? Um. Jeez, like I said, I can hardly remember it back then, but um, definitely over the last few years, it's improved massively, I think. I mean, I think you see more people going over abroad to England and Scotland and whatever, and obviously Dundalk and Rovers qualifying for Europa League group stages. I mean, that just shows you how far the league has come. So, yeah, I definitely think it's on the on the open. You see this season, I mean, I think most teams in the Premier are getting loads of lads in from everywhere. So, it's it's kind of, I think Dundalk and Rovers kind of put us on the map in that way. So, um. Yeah, and like I said, more players have gone away, so I think it's definitely improved over the last few years, yeah. Yeah, the, I, I totally agree with you there. Like, I think even when I came in in 2014, I can see an improvement from, from that. Like you said, Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk making the group stages and playing on, on the European stage has, has definitely helped that. But then you also have the likes of where it hasn't improved in some aspects because the club you started off with, Sporting Fingal, kind of goes bust three years later and there's been plenty of ch- uh, times throughout the last whatever 15 years where teams have gone bust so yeah it, it, there's, a, there's a kind of a mix of the two there yeah true like uh, like you say that the, the bad thing is i suppose the the difference between if you look at rovers and say finn harps in the same league or ucd even this year i mean look at the budget differences between them how could they compete in the same league you know what i mean i know it's the same everywhere but like the finances and stuff between if you if you look at Rovers and the likes of UCD is, is massive so it's a bit kind of strange in that sense as yeah. well yeah I know what you mean and yeah the, that is that is for sure um Dinny do you have like a welcome to the league moment do you have a moment where you're kind of like I've kind of arrived here now in the League of Ireland you know playing senior football I suppose when I was a young lad in the sporting thing all dressing room there was a lot of kind of older pros there and Obviously, they pick on the young lads and they used to cut me socks. And uh, <laughs> That's rub, not a thing. Cut your socks, like, in, in half, in two. Just cut the toes off. And so when you put them on, they just slip up. Like, <laughs> they put uh, the deep heat on the boxers and stuff like that, you know? No way. Deep heat on the boxers I, is a bit much. Ah, uh, well, look, they which were side, back then. Which know? side of the boxers? This is a very pick important answer. Ah, uh, well, I think you know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I won't <answer. laughs> But just stuff like that, yeah. I can't remember any on-the-pitch incidents or anything, but yeah, just picking on the young guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, Dinny, um, what we usually do in, the, in this podcast, usually, you know, in between 40 minutes and an hour, um, you've had so many clubs that I don't think we could actually touch on every single one of them in the hour. I don't have four <laughs> hours on the podcast, so we're going to just we're gonna just focus on a few, if that's okay. Uh, one, yeah, no. one or two, maybe, that it didn't go so well for you. Do you remember any of those ones? Maybe Pat's, where, where you thought, you know what, I, that didn't work out too well for me there. 
Yeah, Pat's sticks out in my mind. Um, definitely. I mean, that year was a disaster. He, he signed me, and I knew uh, Christy Fagan was there at the time. We would have been one of the better strikers in the league. And also, I knew I'd have competition, but I mean, he didn't have his best year that season, and he just never played me. I don't know what his problem was. And I remember at the time thinking I actually wanted to give it up and retire. Like it's that frustrating when you're not playing. And yeah, that's definitely a year I look back on, and it just seems like such a waste of a year and frustrating. And and this was yeah. This was Buckley, Liam Buckley again. This was Buckley, and yeah, exactly, yeah. So he 20. he would he would have had you at at Sporting Fingal, and then he had me at Fingal, yeah. And now yeah. I can't like obviously like I said I was young back then. I didn't really expect to play much, which I did. And I went out on loan in the last year of my contract and stuff. I'd never had a bad relationship with him, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, then when I went back in 2016 to Pats, he just we he never spoke to me or anything. He just didn't play him. He was just like I was forgotten about kind of him. Yeah, like I said, it was tough on me mentally and luckily I went back the next year and played with Bowes and done okay then the next few years. But that was a, that was a tough year like, to forget about you. One of the main things that I noticed already from that is back at Fingal and of course at Pats, the one difference is that you didn't have um, deep heat in your jocks. So maybe if you had deep heat in your jocks at Pats, it would have given you a bit of a lift. That could have been the answer. Yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously you said it was tough mentally, Dinny. Um, like when you come towards the end of that season uh, with Pats, you you only signed a one year with Pats. I, I'm assuming that year, did you? Yeah. When you're coming towards the end of that season, are you thinking where do I go now, or what what's going through your mind? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like I said, it takes its toll on you mentally. You, like I said, I did. There was times where I said I'll just pack it in, like and go back playing gar or whatever. Um, but uh, thankfully. Keith Long came in and showed a bit of interest in me. Um, and I remember thinking that it would be a good move because I'd played for Bowes before. I know the club well. It's a great club to play for. And luckily, he took a punt on me. And yeah, I just wanted to get back and kind of prove people, well, not, not people, maybe Liam Buckley, prove them wrong, can you know, that way. And just yeah. prove that I, I still have a lot to offer. Like And, and I, I went on and had a good season that year. So... Yeah, thankfully I, I stuck to it and joined Bowes that season, yeah. Average Joe and the Pro. Average Joe and the Pro. And you must know that you are a bit of a Bowes legend. Like, if there's any <laughs> man who's very close to a statue. Now, Mullingar, <laughs> Mullingar have one of Joe Dolan. There could be a Dinny Corcoran statue in the future. For for the Bose fans outside, just for you, and you must know that you 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 and the club just clicked. Yeah, that's it. We just clicked. I mean, when I played with them, and I think it was twenty thirteen, at the end of twenty thirteen, and then twenty fourteen, um, had a good year that year, and then obviously I went to Sligo. Just I think I quadrupled my wage, full time football. I just I couldn't say no to it at the time. You know, I wasn't on good money at Bose. and then um, yeah, when I went back in seventeen, then I had a good season in seventeen and eighteen, and. Obviously, if you're playing well, the fans are going to take a liking to you, you know. And um, I never had any any bad incidents with the fans. I always got on well with them. Even the back, the the staff within the club are brilliant to me. It's just a, a real kind of good feel factor to the club, and and I loved it. I loved it. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I had an injury then in 2019, which more or less ended my my time there. But I've great memories there. Yeah. And you had a good, you obviously had a good relationship then with Keith Long uh, and the management at Bowes, um, seeing as you were their main number nine for, for those seasons. Yeah, Keith, I got on well with Keith. He was actually trying to sign me a couple of pre- times previous to when I actually did. 
So I'd met him a couple of times. But um, yeah, we just got on well. Uh, good relationship on and off the pitch. Keith, he's a nice lad. So he has the crack with you as well, you know. And um, yeah, showed a lot of, put a lot of faith in me. He played played me a lot over the years. And like you said, I was the main number nine there for a couple of years. So um, yeah, good relationship with Keith. And then towards the end, kind of, I suppose with injuries and stuff, I, I just kind of didn't fall out with him, but similar to the same kind of, it, put me in the background a bit injuries ah. injuries are kind of like out of sight out of mind isn't it it's kind Basically, of yeah it's kind uh, of like you can kind of i mean you can kind of see where a is coming from i mean if you're not used to them yeah. but at the same time you kind of have to uh try and keep everyone happy you know so it's tough but yeah it was a bad injury i got so i was going to be missing for six months plus so i was definitely in the background yeah and then when i when i came back to they were the team were doing well and Young, even Evan Ferguson, who's at Brighton now, he was coming through. So we started putting him on the bench ahead of me and stuff, and just felt a bit forgotten. I knew my time was up, but there was no hard feelings. It was just my time had come to an end, and I needed to get back playing again, really. And then you, your decision to go to Drada, um, obviously, you know, coming off of of that injury and that you kind of wanted to get back playing. That was obviously your your aim then to to go and play football with with Drada last year and, and play regularly. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I missed more or less two full seasons of balls through that injury. So, yeah, my my objective was to just play as much as I could last year and hopefully get back on track. But again, unfortunately, I, I had a bit of an injury at the start of the season, which I was kind of playing through, which was stupid, and I kind of delayed. I was out for eight weeks, I think it was then. And in that time, our striker was doing well, scoring a few goals. So I found it hard to get back in the team then. Yeah. And uh, a bit of another disastrous year, thanks to injury at the start, and oh, it didn't go as planned. But... Don't need to talk to me about injuries, bud, don't you worry. <laughs> he's somehow hurting himself right now, and he's staying still. <laughs> he's just sitting here. He skipped training last night. Uh, he did not, did he? <laughs> and it was a tough session, so we knew That's why he, he skipped it. <laughs> well, even though you talk about injuries, and you talk about some clubs not going as well as you'd hoped, you're still sitting on 97 goals in all competitions in Ireland. Now, the two of you are currently playing together at the moment at Wexford FC. Surely you know that the three are coming. Hopefully, hopefully they come in the same game. You get that hat trick, and you can, you know, do <laughs> so. You guys in training next week can work out some sort of a celebration. I will. I won't be involved in it, but I, I'd be happy <laughs> to see. I'd be happy to see you both on the pitch figure something out. But you must be buzzing about that, and and of course it has to be in the back of the mind a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about it. I knew I was close to the hundred, but I didn't know the exact figure. And then I seen. I, I don't even know if it's accurate, but I seen it somewhere online that it was ninety-seven. So I go with that. And we were after but, um, saying yeah, it as well. So, so now it's confirmed: ninety-seven goals, one hat trick. <laughs> next game, let's go. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'd like to think I'll get at least three this season, so hopefully I get off for that 100 mark, which will I'll be proud of myself for doing that, to be honest. So I know it's all competitions, and I've, I've been around a long time, but um, no, it's nice to say I got 100 goals. Yeah, so, well, um, the majority of them are in the Premier as well, didn't he? Like, I thought you were yeah. going to say the majority of them are in the six-yard box. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably <laughs> worse as well. <laughs> um, no, I should definitely have over 100 by now, but um, yeah, majority of them in the Premier Division, majority of them with balls as well, but... Uh, yeah, oh geez, if I don't get over that 100 mark, I might have to play another year. Which I don't <laughs> you can sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on panels this year anyway. Um, because I already mentioned that the, the two of you guys have been playing together for the last month or so, Wexford FC till I die, let's go. Um, cool. what, is, what, is, what was your first impressions of Connor? Obviously, you'd never played together before. Um, an attacking midfielder, good-looking chap, can get around the pitch, you know, nice. To, what did you think when you saw him for the first time? Exactly what you said there, yeah. <laughs> no, kind of put words in your mouth, sorry. <laughs> 
No, I knew Connor obviously from Galway and Finn Harp. So I hadn't played with him or I probably haven't played against you too much. So yeah. to be honest, I didn't know much about you, but um, obviously I've seen the fans were happy about the sign and I, I met him at the PFAI camp with the um, out of contract players over the Christmas there. And I mean, I think there was only, what, six or seven players six on the six, course, yeah. but you could see Connor had quality. And then when I seen he signed for Wexford, I kind of knew I was signing for Wexford at that time. So I was happy to see he signed as well. And he's made a few good signings. So it's kind of an exciting year for us, yeah. Looking forward to the year ahead, definitely, for sure. You know, obviously, I, I texted Dinny straight away when when uh, when he signed. I was like, this is, this is fucking great. Um, You're like, podcast, podcast. <laughs> I don't get you on the podcast. <laughs> no, but obviously, getting an experienced striker in, um, a striker that knows where, where the back of the net is, um, you know, it's brilliant. And, and if you have any ambition to do well in the league, you need to score goals. Um, so to get, we've, we've, we've three great strikers now, um, in the club and you know we have a couple of attacking midfielders myself Jack Doherty as well that can chip in with goals so yeah no it's exciting times yeah I think I think we can do well this year obviously without sounding arrogant or anything I, I don't I haven't seen any of the first much of the first division over the last few seasons I, I don't know what the standard's going to be like but um, yeah I, I can I'm, I'm sure we have a good squad I know that much training's been good it's been intense it's been sharp and I mean Connor will tell you Ian Ryan and Larks have been keeping us on our toes and We'll be fit come 18th of February and um, we'll be raring to go and I think we can do well, yeah. Yeah, that's fighting talk. I love to hear fighting talk. That's good, isn't <laughs> it? Um, so when you're not playing football, a uh, little bird tells me that you are a big gamer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that little bird may or may not be sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, I was getting a bit of stick over training over this. Um, I like a bit of PlayStation. Yeah, obviously, we all play FIFA and Pro have grown up, you know, and... Um, I used to think I was good at that until I started playing against good players and figured out I was actually buying average at FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> and then Call of Duty came into my life, and I love Call of Duty. I've kids now, so I don't get to play it much, but if I get a bit of spare time, I'm straight on that PlayStation playing Call of Duty till could be two or three in the morning. I thought you said you don't get much time when you play until two or three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, I only start at about 10 o'clock. What's the KD ratio? For anyone who doesn't know, that's kill-death ratio on, on, on Call of Duty. Yeah. At the moment now, I think it's about 1.04, 1.05, which is okay, you know. You'll, you'll take not it. Bad, yeah. not great. You'll take that. you absolutely take that. Now, I am useless. Well, the good ratio in, um, what was it, in Warzone before, before, what's the new one, Caldera or something? Uh, look, it's going straight over our heads, bud, honestly. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Caldera, you get that? Isn't that when they fold a pizza in half? That's uh, a classic. Oh, <laughs> they're lovely. <laughs> No, it's straight, straight, o- straight over our heads. A bit of FIFA right. is about NBA. Yeah, whatever. Some sort of a sports game. Oh yeah, Call of Duty for me. That's it. I played, I played that uh, modern or not the what's the other one? Battlefield. The Battlefield a couple of years ago. Oh right. But the lads yeah, are getting yeah. seriously annoyed at me because I would just be sniping because I don't like to get killed. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I find a nice, comfortable spot. You know, a nice, yeah. some good lighting. No, I- that pisses people off. Yeah. Shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> gets shit gets serious playing Call of Duty. Like, yeah. And are you are you on the headset, Dinny? Oh, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. screaming at young lads. Communication is vital in that game. It's all teamwork, you know. So, uh, oh, I get I get proper into it. Fucking yeah. Mrs. Getting no sleep. You roaring into the mic. <laughs> You're right. She hates it. He's camping. He's camping. <laughs> she hates it, but yeah. I'm addicted to it. If you had to pick, if you had to pick, maybe two or three players to have um, on your Call of Duty team from the current Wexford. Actually, do you know? Do you know what? From any stage in your career, you can pick three people to be on a Call of Duty team with you, and you can go from any team that you were at. Who would you have? 
good question. Um, I'll go with Thomas Considine with Wexford now. Apparently, he's I, I'm led to believe he, he's a good little gamer, so uh, I'll be adding him. He's soon. gonna love that little shout out <laughs> now as well. Yeah, he will. He will. <laughs> Shane McFall, you know, Shane McFall played with Sport Fingal, he was UCD as well. Good player, I think he's over in Finland now or something, but uh, he was a he was a good gamer as well, so him. And then who's any of those? I'll say Derek Pender just because he'd be happy I say him. <laughs> Give him he the pity. He'd be the sni- he could be the sniper. He could be he'd do a bit of me yeah, on that one. Hiding the bushes <laughs> in the game, only yeah, in the game. Them. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Don't be saying I hide in bushes, please. Not another <laughs> person. <laughs> oh God! The Sligo move, Dinny. How did how did that mm. come about? Like, because obviously you're a Dublin lad. Like, yeah, well. It was the 2014 season. I had a good year with Bowes, and it was Owen here. He was a manager there, and then he got the Sligo job. So he, okay. he so he, uh, I think he brought four or five of us up, and uh, yeah, I just remember I was probably what 25 at the time, and I hadn't well, I hadn't played full time since Sporting Finger, which I was very young. I hardly count, but um, yeah, so it was exciting because they were full time, and Sligo is a football mad town. You know, it's all about the football team up there, so. Unfortunately, we had a great team on paper. I thought we were going to do well, but geez, I don't know. I think we had four managers over the course of that year, and it just just yeah. went our ass from the start. I had a decent year personally, but yeah, we we underachieved massively. Yeah. And were you living up there? Yeah, I was living there. Yeah, my girlfriend came up; they put us up in an apartment and all. So it was oh, grand. It was, it was a lovely setup. Everything was great. It's just on the pitch didn't go so well. Average Joe and the pro. Average Joe and the Pro. This round, Dinny, is called Off the Post, and it's a little bit of a special occasion this time round because we actually have some theme music, and this theme music is obviously based on the fact that you were on a very, very famous UK <laughs> TV show called Countdown. Anyone who doesn't know what Countdown is, it's for smart people. Me and Connor don't know what the hell this thing is about. You go on. You have to know Countdown. No, of course, we, we don't know how to play, as in, like, we wouldn't last 10 seconds on okay. Countdown. No, I know what it is, but uh, every time I watch it, I feel like my brain is going to fall out of my eyes. So, so I'll leave it to you. How did you, first of all, how did you manage to get on Countdown? Um, I used to always watch it when I was younger with my mom, just after school. She loved it, so she, she always watched it. And I'd come in after school and just sit on the couch and we'd be watching it. And, I was actually quite good. I, I am good at it, like, usually. Um, so she was always at me, oh, would you go on? Would you go on? I was like, no, no, I wouldn't be arsed. Like. But then she went and applied for me. And um, oh. then they called you. And she they called me over the phone, and you do an exam over the phone, which was strange. It could be easily cheating. I mean, they just give you letters and tell you to pick a word. And did you cheat? the laptop open beside you, but I didn't. Now, I was honest. I did it properly, <laughs> and... Um, at the end of the call, they just said, oh, yeah, you've, you've got enough points to get on the show. And I was like, oh, like, he's just hit me down. I was like, I'm going on countdown. <laughs> so <laughs> That's so random. They, they put you up in a hotel for three nights. They fly you over. It's, it's deadly, like, the studio is class and all. But uh, I got whooped, so I'm not happy. I'll be going back for revenge in a few years. That's I'd for say, sure. were you a wee bit nervous? I know. Oh, that. I was completely nervous. I think the first three or four rounds, I was still on zero. My mom said she wanted to leave the crowd and just walk. <laughs> and she's the one who set you up with it. Yeah, I know, I know. So the nerves completely got the better of me in the first few rounds. Then I got going a bit, but uh, the one I was playing against was actually re- really good. She got to the semi-finding then or something, so uh, I got I got destroyed. Do you remember? Actually, do you remember any of the? Do you remember any of the words or anything that you put together from that? Because I actually have a picture of um, 
I have a picture of the words or the letters that you got, the vowels and the consonants and stuff. You got a G. Try and make a word out of this. G D P I U O T P Z. I tried. I got top. Right. I remember that one. That was the first. I think that was the very first round. And I had a dodgy one. I think I, I think I went for dig out. You no, know, it might be an Irish thing. I'll oh, give us a dig out. You know. Yeah, you fair. They were. They and weren't I, having it. Dig out is a perfect. No, it's uh, not in the dictionary. So I was fuming. I was six nil down then or something. Like, that's bollocks. That's, that's a common word, isn't it? Like, dig out. Everyone, give your man a dig out. Give, give him a couple of quid. Exactly. Give him a lift from town. Give him a dig out. Yeah, give him a dig out. Yeah, yeah. I learned the hard way. It's not a word. So That's crazy talk. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're calling out Countdown on the podcast. I know some Countdown um, people, producers, uh, listen to this podcast. So get Dinny <laughs> back on and take dig out as a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Petition. So what we're going to do is we have a load of questions that came in on our Instagram account. And we're just going to pop into that now and ask you as many as we can. Now, I have... Set up a, a little um, a little countdown theme for you, so don't be alarmed. You're not back on the spot anymore. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. We're going to give okay. you a dig. We're going to give you a dig out here, <laughs> and we're going to start Connor off with the questions. Are you ready to go? Yep. Uh, Dinny, best player you played with? Um, Sean Williams. That's Warren Fingal. I don't know if you remember him. He's at. I think he's at Portsmouth now. He went over. Lefty. Huh? Lefty. Yeah. Yeah. Class. Uh, that was the first person I got level above. Baggio, why does he change the water in the kettle every time he makes a cup of tea? <laughs> this, this, ah, uh, you know it's worse. He leaves his tea bag in for the cup of tea for the whole cup. He leaves oh, the tea bag in. oh, that's yeah. worse. That's worse. Exactly. Don't know. So that's way worse. And would you, would you just go and reboil the kettle? Like, if there was water in it, would you go and reboil, or would you put fresh water? In? I would reboil. I'm a reboiler myself. I've always really? been a reboiler. Yeah. Every He's time, been... fresh water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it has to be. Fresh water's a luxury in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, he don't mind him. He leaves the tea bag in his cup of tea. Don't oh, trust a person like that. Fucking yeah, tar. Okay. Is it true, uh, this is from Eggs1990, so is it true that Dinny starts his car by running his feet on the floor? Yeah, hashtag yabba do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they used to, that's one of the lads they used to say I looked like Fred Flintstone, so. <laughs> 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 He's another clown. Yeah, don't <laughs> mind him. Um, Killian Phillips, why is he the goat? <laughs> yeah, a few of the young lads I draw had just used to call me the goat. So just... <laughs> You'll take so it. I don't know. Yeah, that's take, a, yeah, not a problem, bad compliment so. to get. Yeah, well, that's it. Okay, so uh, how about your favourite goal at Bowes? Um, ooh, it's tough to pick one. I mean... It's got to be the winners against Rovers. I mean, they weren't good goals. They're just the occasion. Like those matches are just insane. Like they're brilliant. Yeah. And uh, I've scored the winner against Rovers three times. So. Oh, nice. Just, yeah, yeah, it's pretty that. cool. Like, but um, yeah, I'd have to pick them just because of the occasion. And it just makes the whole weekend ten times better. Like. Okay, fair enough. Favorite color of underwear. Oh, I'm a safe one. Be black or navy. Uh, does he still believe Tupac is alive? That's from Rob Cornwall too. <laughs> Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Which brother is the best at football? That's from Nicola Mack, twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, that's my brother's missus. Uh, yeah, it's it's my brother Jesse, my oldest brother, would be the best. There's I've three brothers, we'd all be decent enough at football, but uh, Jesse, yeah, Jesse, my eldest. Uh, Ronan Murray asks Was going back Playing a county final Behind Sligo Rovers Back worth it <laughs> <laughs> He's after Throwing you it. Under the bus there <laughs> Yeah jeez I remember 
we made the county final and it was on a Saturday so I travelled back from Sligo on the Saturday morning to play obviously I didn't tell anyone you know and um, it turned out well I actually knew this it was stupid on me on the other team was Oli Cahill the PFAI chairman or whatever he is what secretary so Stephen McGuinness and Oli Cahill were there like I was always going to get caught so my uh, paper was in the picture or my picture was in the paper then and all and um I got dragged into the manager's office as soon as I got back up to Sligo and got and, and, and did, did you just think that oh I'm just going to chance it here like the club haven't got to a county final in a while or what was like what was your thinking like do you know yeah like I, I'd have played Gal through the years and I'd be I was decent I was one of the, the better players so they, they'd always ask me was I available for a game you know and <clears throat> being a county final I said I'll go on now I started on the bench I, my plan was that uh, if we're winning then we're all good so I won't have to get on I'll be grand but uh, obviously we, we were struggling a bit, so I, I came on, I think before half time, and played the rest. So uh, we still got beaten now, but yeah, it was pretty stupid of me. <laughs> and what was it, what was it like going into the manager's office then, like you with the tail between the legs? Yeah, well, luckily the manager was English, so I don't think he kind of knew much about Gary. Really, but... <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Uh, yeah, they they weren't happy. They said it's the most unprofessional thing he's ever seen. <laughs> now. Uh, and you've had, and again, you've had deep heat in your jocks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't get. I got dropped. I think for the next two games, which was my punishment. I didn't get fined or anything. So funny when I look back at it now. Yeah. yeah would Jesus. you Would you do it again? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nearly. You took a second there, didn't yeah. you? Well, see, Wexford's only part-time. Sligo was full-time. <laughs> no, no. Not if I play on a Friday, not not at my age now, there's no way I'd be able to play on a Saturday, so no way. I have one more question, Denny, before we let you go, and I always ask, yeah, and no, I, I love hearing this, especially from one elite striker to the other. Um, <laughs> what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I'd probably just tell myself to be more professional give it more of a shot I think from 18 to 23 24-ish I just I drank a lot every weekend I'd go on the drink I didn't understand how professional you have to be to kind of be at your best and I think back then it wasn't as big as it is now you know strength and conditioning and all the all the new software they have and stuff that wasn't really around back then so I used to go out drink heavily every Saturday like regardless most Sundays as well I just didn't have my head screwed on and then when I was and tw- I said so knock it on the head and give it a proper shot and no coincidence that's when I started playing well so just 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 that probably just because I think I don't think I ever reached my full potential I think I could have done a lot better and I wasted the first five six years so it's a shame, but I had a few great nights, so I can't, can't get it <laughs> and, you're still, and you're still sitting at 97 goals, so you know what? Well, a biz, yeah, a yeah. B- best of the both worlds. Actually, I've just thought of one more question before. before I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm no, annoying no you now, but listen, listen to this one. I think this is a good one for, for young strikers, young forwards, um, just trying to learn the trade. Like, What advice would you give them? Because it's, it's the hardest position on the pitch. To score, it's the hardest yeah, thing to I, do is score I, I, don't, I don't know what advice. I just think I have... I don't think you can teach. I just kind of good at getting being in the right place just reading the game more than getting in the right positions I mean that's my strength like I wouldn't hold the ball up all day my link up is okay but 
getting in the box and scoring goals is, is my my talent and I, I don't know how to teach I don't know whether you teach them what runs to make I think it's a kind of a natural talent to be honest with you yeah I, but, I would um, agree with that you know yeah there's yeah. so much things you can work on as a striker like your hold up play and which I probably should improve on but um my, my strength was always just getting into the box getting on the end of crosses and being in good positions to score goals really Amazing. Dinny, thank you so much for the time. Uh, we know those three goals are coming, so congratulations in advance of those. Brilliant. Well done. Uh, hopefully much. you do some sort of an average and the average Joe on the pro celebration. I don't know. You'll, you'll have to make that up in training yourselves. Yeah, I might do something yeah. to do a call of duty <laughs> you, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Just give me one, you just give me one and I'll do it on number 100. Dinny, absolute pleasure. A Bows legend, League of Ireland legend. The statue's on the way. Uh, best of luck both of you guys for the rest of the season. Wexford all the way. Uh, and uh, thank you so much again for coming on. Thanks very much for having me, lads. I enjoyed Cheers, it. Dinny. Average Joe and the Pro. So that was our chat with Dinny Corcoran, absolute legend, hero. Really enjoyed talking to him. Connor, how did you find the chat with Dinny? Yeah, he's a lovely lad, isn't he? Yeah, great lad. Uh, really good guy um, and had a brilliant career. Uh, scored a lot of goals and, you know, I have the pleasure of playing with him this year as well, which is I'm really looking forward to. And tell me, when he does get that 100 goals... Yeah. Surely you will have to figure out some sort of a celebration. Anyone who's listening right now, you can actually message us on our Instagram, Average Joe and the Pro, and also give us a follow as well, and let us know what kind of celebration they should do. I like, think it, it could be something got to do with like shooting because he loves COD so much. True, but I was thinking, how about <laughs> Mark Ludden's funky chicken? Oh my god! If I get Dinny Corkin to do Mark Ludden's funky chicken, <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> I'll show, I'll show him in training this week. Slugger's horrendous dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Do you, know what, do you know what would be... Sorry to cut across you, but do you know what would be amazing what? if we did that again, if he got his 100 against Treaty? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, you, you're playing Treaty at the start of the season as well? 18th of February, yeah. So 18th of February, he needs a hat-trick against it. Treaty United to do the funky chicken in Slugger's face. <laughs> Watch the tears roll down his cheek. That would be amazing. Also, uh, I have an update as well. Well, it's not an update. It's more a statement. It's less of a statement and more of a question. Where is my Wexford FC jersey? You've promised me a Wexford FC jersey. Actually, Slugger, where's my Treaty United jersey? This is like literally the first thing I thought of. when There's I'm actually a problem with Umbro at the moment uh, with the, with the posters. Brexit has, has come into play again. Is Umbro not an Irish company? <laughs> Are you messing? No, but the the, the the distributor, the distributing station is over in the the UK. So we make it in Ireland, <laughs> send it to the UK, and then they send it back and say, actually, we're a bit. It Brexit is kind of stalling it here. That that just confused. I full on thought that it was made in Ireland. So there you go. <laughs> okay, I was I was like, there's some really big issues with the country here, lads. We're, we're given we're given the UK our umbro for nothing, and then they're stalling on sending it back. Okay, I'm glad. So I want my jerseys, lads. I'm calling you out. I yeah, need them. I'll get I'll get first game of the season, I'll have the Wexford jersey for you. I'm I'm in bulking season at the moment. So between <laughs> uh, I've been in bulking season for the last twenty nine years. So I'm looking at an XL. I'm looking at an XL, if you can. <laughs> You're not a fucking XL. I, I like them a little bit baggy. An L is an L you can see the little pop belly. Do you know? Do you know that little you can kinda of see the belly button? Um <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah uh, what size jersey do you wear for Steadfast uh, whatever they get like lad I know but like, what do you mean what's a, oh yeah no the number 9 what size do you have that in do you guys have that in a small 
Do you have that in a small? No, I get whatever jersey I'm given. There's no sizes. The other day, actually, right, we showed up to an away game. We were playing uh, Dynamo Ridgewood, um, uh, kind of a top of the table or near top of the table clash. Ended up drawn 2-2. Get to the game, right? <laughs> there's <laughs> there's 16 lads in the squad. There's only 13 pairs of socks. <laughs> right? So I show up late. One of the boys, so that the, the manager then had to be like, right, socks for the starters only. So one of the lads had to take off his socks and give them to me. Uh... I wore another man's socks. Now I scored. So these socks are lucky. So they're coming home with me. <laughs> but we had 13. That's why you only have 13. So, every time you scored. I rob a pair of socks. No, listen to this though, right? So I came off at about 70, 70 minutes-ish, right? I had to take my socks off and give them to the lad coming on. Oh, yeah. I love it. That is Sunday League football. <laughs> that is that is what I love. That is the most average Joe thing ever. And I love it. Anyway, we're going off topic. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review. Um, you can let us know if, if, like, you know, if your club team have a couple of players there, and you're like, you know what, the, the lads, the lads could get onto him. Whatever, let us know because we we love to we love to talk to footballers. We love to talk to the pros. We're having a bit of crack with it and enjoying it so far. And the chat with Dinny was a perfect example of that. And so, so far, all of our discussions and all of our interviews have been really, really fun. And we, we hope to keep it going as long as you can. So make sure you leave those likes and subscribes and reviews as, and all those things all those podcasty things if you've made this far into the podcast fair play to you yeah hi ma'am how you doing ma'am thanks yeah. for listening this long <laughs> <laughs> have a good one and we'll talk to you next week the crowd are on their feet average joe and the pro it's all over if you like what you heard please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check it out too and if you fancy leaving a review it'll help other average joes and potential pros find our series